You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Sooners Nation. Good morning and a happy Wednesday morning to you. This is the Locked on Sooners podcast. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Sooners and on Facebook, Locked on Sooners podcast. And you can read my work covering the Oklahoma Sooners over at the Sooners Wire at usatoday.com. And coming up on today's show, we had a Oklahoma wide receiver that was committed that is no longer committed. He just decided to quit it. We also have to talk about where Marvin Mims ranks on Athlon Sports' list of breakout wide receivers for 2021 and is an Oklahoma Sooners opponent a little bit overrated, according to the AP Top 25 poll. We'll talk about all of that here on Locked On Sooners today. But first, let me talk to you about the Fantasy Live show that Locked On is putting on tonight, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern time. You can get your fantasy football questions answered right before you draft. Don't miss Locked On Fantasy Live on Wednesday, August 18th at 9 p.m. Eastern, streaming on the Locked On NFL YouTube page. Subscribe now so you don't miss it. Our stable of fantasy experts will answer your questions live or submit them ahead of time to at Locked On Network on Twitter. And I'm sure you've heard the news at this point, but Luther Burden, decommitted from the Oklahoma Sooners, has reopened his commitment. Looks like Missouri and Georgia have re-entered the chat, so to speak and are making last-ditch pitches to the five-star wide receiver out of St. Louis. Now, it comes as a bit of a surprise after the Oklahoma Sooners have had such a really strong summer on the recruiting trail. And at the same time, maybe it's not a big surprise considering the level of talented players that they've brought in, the outstanding depth they already have at wide receiver right now in 2021 that's really young. I mean, we talked about it in our wide receiver preview. You've got Marvin Mims, who's a sophomore. You've got Mario Williams, who's a freshman. Jaleel Farouk, who's a freshman. It's not all that surprising to see a player like Luther Burden, who really wanted to play early, according to all reports, decide to, to decommit and find a new place to play. Because, you know, with just those three guys, you add in a Cody Jackson, you know, you consider Jaden Hazelwood really is going to have at least another year with the Sooners in 2022 and might still be here in 2023. Uh, You've got a really talented group that's already in Norman. And then with the 2023 class coming down the road, it's, it's going to get even deeper as well. And so, you know, we, we've seen several wide receivers decommit. Uh, You saw uh, Shetron decommit from Oklahoma and, and recommit to the Oklahoma state Cowboys. And now Luther Burden reopening his recruiting. But I think that just goes to, speaks to the level of talent that they already have in Norman. I mean, we're expecting to see a breakout year from Marvin Mims, which we'll talk about later in the show. We're expecting Mario Williams to be an impact player in his freshman year as well. Theo Weiss is going to be big. Jaden Hazelwood is going to be big. I think Jaden Hazelwood will have a great year, but I think he'll still be here in 2022. So if Luther Burden was hoping to be able to come in and play in 2022, those snaps were going to be pretty limited and it was going to be, it was probably going to be hard for him to get a significant snap share, but I mean, it's possible. I mean, we, we saw last year, Marvin Mims led the Sooners in catches and receiving yards and in touchdowns, even though he didn't have the same number of targets as Theo Weiss, Theo Weiss led the team in targets. I mean, it's possible for a true freshman to come in and play right away. I think we're going to see Mario Williams have an impact this year as well. And so I, I get it. I mean, I get it to an extent, but I also think like, dude, 
go, go compete a little bit. And I've, I've had this conversation with, with my former co-host, David Walker through, through text, which is just like, what happened to the drive to just compete and earn a spot on a team? And I mean, that, that's kind of what it comes down to. I don't want to, you know, discount the guy's competitiveness, but you gotta, it kind of makes you wonder like, why wouldn't you want to come in and play with possibly the best quarterback in the country in 2022 and be on arguably the best offense in the country in 2022 and then be ready to take over in 2023 as the wide receiver one, unless for some reason he thinks that those guys that are coming in in 2023 are going to be better than him and play right and play quicker, which I don't think that'd be the case. You know, obviously Mario Williams will have a huge impact in 2022, 2023 as well, but you'd think that there'd still be a role for a guy like Luther Burden in 2022 in his true freshman season, and then be ready to step onto the stage in 2023 as a full-time receiver. So his, his reasoning makes sense, but it also kind of doesn't make sense a little bit because I think by the time that 2023 rolls around, he could very well be your wide receiver one on the team. And so, yeah, I mean, it's a loss for the Sooners because you never want to, you never want to see Oklahoma Sooners five-star commit reopens recruiting or five-star wide receiver decommits from Oklahoma Sooners. You never want to see that in a headline because that's going to kind of send shockwaves through the recruiting trail uh, it's going to potentially impact other 2022 commits 2023 commits or maybe they were saying hey i want to go play with luther burden now i don't think it's going to affect malachi nelson at all i think he's fully committed to the oklahoma sooners he's got his own guys coming <laughs> to norman um, and and there's a good chance that another five-star wide receiver is coming down the pipeline we'll find out on august 22nd what brandon ennis wants to do yeah, I mean, it, it does have an impact and it does have an effect. Like every time the Oklahoma Sooners land a four or five star player, it has an effect on the way that they're viewed nationally. In the same way, losing a five star recruit has an effect on the way that Oklahoma is viewed nationally because it, it just calls into question why and what what did what was changing at Oklahoma. Now, it, it could be one of those situations like we're seeing with the quarterback position that it's going to be an every couple of years dynamic where Oklahoma is landing kind of the top players out of position. And, you know, like they did with Caleb Williams in 2021, Spencer Rattler in 2019. And then we got Malachi Nelson coming to 2023. Maybe that's just going to be what we start seeing is that they're going to be bringing in the top guys every other year in a similar fashion, but also you need good depth and you need quality depth because injuries happen. Guys leave early guys might stay a little bit longer than you think. Guys will transfer. I mean, the transfer portal creates a whole different dynamic to recruiting than I think most people uh, were expecting. To me, you know, obviously, he hasn't stepped foot in Norman. Stars don't always mean any, everything once you get on, on the field. But that dude, he's like, you look at his picture and you look at his highlights, he's a grown man. Like, he is a, he's a dude. He's strong. He's physical. He's athletic. He's got, big, he's got good size. Uh, and so it, it is a loss and that's going to be one of those, one of the situations where depending on where he lands, it could really impact Oklahoma down the road. I mean, he's looking at Missouri and Georgia, Oklahoma is going to be playing in the sec either in 2022, 2023, or 2024 or 2025. So there's a really good chance that Oklahoma will be lining up across the field from Luther burden. Now it's good that they've got some cornerbacks with size on the way and in Norman at the moment. But that, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And uh, yeah, it, it'll, 
I think Missouri should be a favorite. I mean, stay home, stay close to home in Missouri, but Georgia could be a, a, a strong favorite as well. Uh, those were the two that Oklahoma had beat out when they landed the commitment of Luther Burden. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, but coming up next, we got to talk about where did Marvin Mims rank on Athlon Sports top 25 breakout wide receivers going into 2021. But first, let me talk to you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using our promo code Locked On. That's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And now we got to talk about where did Marvin Mims land on Athlon Sports top 25 wide receivers that might break out in 2021. Now, first of all, we have to kind of define breakout because Marvin Mims had a really good season in 2020. He stepped onto the scene, kind of surprised everybody, right? He he wasn't necessarily expected to be the lead wide receiver. I think a lot of people were looking at Charleston Rambo as that next guy that was going to take over in the in the wake of CeeDee Lamb's departure to the NFL. But Marvin Mims comes in and, and really takes the college football world by storm. You know, obviously he's not as well known nationally at the moment. And maybe that's what it really comes down to as far as breakout is that a, a guy that you don't know enough about that is going to have a big season. And obviously Oklahoma Sooners fans know about Marvin Mims, but the rest of the country is probably sleeping on Marvin Mims a little bit, but here's a guy that led the Sooners in receptions, receiving yards and touchdowns. He had nine touchdowns, nine in a shortened season. That That's a huge season for a true freshman. Now he only had like 608 receiving yards, but that was on 37 catches. That's pretty good. He averaged more than 16 yards per reception and he didn't have the same number of targets and he was like fourth in snaps at the wide receiver position. And so he did a lot with a lot less than some of the other guys on the team. And I think that's what gets you really excited about where he's headed in 2021, because he was able to make the most of his opportunities. I think he had like a 63% uh, catch percentage, something like that. But he was fantastic last year. You got to see him display really, really good route running, really, really good deep ball ability, uh, good hands, and someone who can get open at every level of the defense. And I think that's why he's going to do so well in the slot. He's a guy that can get open running, running every direction. He's got a really great route tree. He can run a full complement of routes. And he can make plays after the catch as well. He's the guy that is going to create separation, provide easy targets, an easy target for Spencer Rattler. And he's going to get open a lot and make plays with the balls in his hand when the ball is in his hands. And I think there's a really good chance that you see him improve his touchdown total from nine to double digits. I think there's a really good chance that you see him hit a thousand yards because it won't take him you know, 80 receptions to get to a thousand yards, though he might end up with 80 receptions working out of the slot. I think that's going to be a spot where he's going to be a big time mismatch for any linebacker that tries to cover him or any slot cornerback that tries to cover him because he's just too good. Generally your slot corners are, you know, a lot of times your third, fourth best quarter. 
And if, if Marvin Mims is going to be lining up in the slot against those guys, that's really going to be a mismatch in his favor. You, you, Spencer Rattler is going to be able to hit him all day and take advantage of the defense that they throw at Marvin Mims. If they're running a lot of zone, Marvin Mims is, is savvy enough to find the soft spots in the zone and to open up big for Spencer Rattler and create a big target. And so there's going to be a lot of really easy pitch and catch opportunities for Spencer Rattler when targeting Marvin Mims because Marvin Mims just knows how to get open with a full off season in the Oklahoma center system, full off season, working with Spencer Rattler, a full off season, working in the slot. That's really going to open up a lot of great opportunities for Marvin Mims in this offense. So he comes in at number three on Athlon sports, uh, top 25, uh, top 25 breakout wide receivers for 2021. And here is what, here's what they had to say about it. Mims is known around the big 12 and at Oklahoma after a terrific freshman season, but look for him to make the jump to national superstar in 2021. The Texas native made a fast impression last fall, catching six touchdown passes in the Sooners first four games. Mims finished the year on a high note, grabbing seven receptions for 101 yards against Iowa state and caught a 27 yard touchdown versus Florida in the cotton bowl for the year. Mims posted 37 receptions for 610 yards and nine scores, doubling his catches and collecting more than 1000 receiving yards is within reach this fall. Again, averaging, if he's averaging 16 yards per reception, he's not going to need 70, 80 receptions to hit a thousand. He'll only need like 60 receptions to reach a thousand. And that should be well within his grasp. I mean, if they play 13, 14 games, if they play 14 games, that's, that's roughly five receptions a game on average. And that should be well within his reach. And so Marvin Mims really looking forward to watching him play again this year. I think I'm, I'm just really looking forward to watching a lot of guys, especially on the offensive side, because it takes time to develop chemistry and continuity. It takes time to develop an understanding, especially in the passing game of where your, your guy's going to be if you're the quarterback. And so I wouldn't be surprised to see Marvin Mims hit that thousand yard mark, hit double digit touchdowns. And then like he predicted double his uh, receiving total for 2021. But coming up next, let's talk about an Oklahoma team or an Oklahoma opponent that is that was overrated in the AP Top 25 poll coming up after the break. But first, let me talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's easy to eat. It's delicious. It tastes great. And it is great for you. Comes in amazing flavors like coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, salted caramel, cookies and cream, and mint brownie. There's something there for everyone. If you like fruit and chocolate mixed together, you got to try the raspberry or the cherry flavors. They're fantastic. They got 17 or 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, four or five grams of sugar. I get my day started off with one every single day. So go to builtbar.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's builtbar.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. And now let's talk about where Iowa State landed on the AP Top 25 poll. They come in at number seven. And USA Today, this is Barrett Sally, kind of broke down the overrated and underrated teams in the top 25. And Iowa State, as high as I am on them, he thinks they're a little bit overrated at number seven in the country. And this is what he has to say. He says, there's no doubt that the Cyclones are one of the chic picks to make a run at college football playoff after returning a medium-sized village of starters, including star running back Brees Hall and quarterback Brock Purdy. Let's tap the brakes on that just a bit, though. While the clones will be a tough out against 
again this year, thanks to experience and the coaching acumen of Matt Campbell, ranking them ahead of more talented teams like Notre Dame and Oregon is just a tad bit aggressive. I had Iowa State in my CBS Sports 130 ballot. Nothing against Iowa State as a program. I just don't see it playing at, as, at the same level as the big boys in 2021. I kind of disagree. I think Iowa State is one of those teams that is going to be a top 10 team in the country. Now, are they going to be a top four team and make the college football playoff? I hope not, because that means that things went terribly wrong for the Oklahoma Sooners. Because I think the Oklahoma Sooners are obviously the favorite to win the Big 12. I think they're going to be in the college football playoff because I don't see any team other than maybe Iowa State posing much of a threat, posing much of a challenge. But I think Iowa State's a good team. Now, they talk about you know Notre Dame and Oregon being more talented and I mean, yeah, Oregon won the Pac-12 last year, but were they that? Are they that much better than Iowa State? Are they better than Iowa State? I don't know if they're better than Iowa State. And then Notre Dame. I mean, Notre Dame is like the Texas of the independents. You know, consistently a little bit overrated. And to consider that Iowa State is overrated, but Notre Dame is underrated, just kind of boggles my mind a little bit. Um, I don't, I think it's hard to underrate Notre Dame because they're, or they're always overrated in my opinion. Now, Notre Dame is going to be a talented football team. They'll play really good football this year, but I just think Iowa state's a really, really good football program, especially because you got Matt Campbell and not only are they bringing back impact players in the offense, but they're bringing back Mike Rose, arguably one of the best linebackers in college football this year as well. And so it's not just going to be an offensive effort up there in Ames, Iowa, They've got a really good defense as well. And so they're a team to watch. And there's a reason why a lot of people are high on them is because they're a good and they're a talented football team. And they've got a really good coaching staff. And they've caused the Sooners fits. I mean, Oklahoma's lost two of their last five matchups against Iowa State, including last year's game in the regular season. And so, you know, Matt Campbell, he's he's kind of been a thorn in the side not as much as Chris Kleiman at Kansas state, but he's been a bit of a thorn in the side. You know, they Oklahoma has had their struggles against Iowa state and they're a veteran team. Most importantly at the quarterback position with Brock Purdy. And so, and he, and he started playing really, really well down the stretch. I don't think they're overrated. I think they're probably very accurately rated being that seven or eight position uh, in the top 25 polls. So we'll see. I mean, that's why we play the games, right? We get to see these guys, you know, these teams start to put it out on the field just here in a few weeks. I mean, it's August 18th now. We are 17 days away from the start of the 2021 college football season, and it can't get here fast enough. So that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Sooners. Again, thanks so much for tuning in. We appreciate your time. Make sure you go follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners or on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast. Go check out my work over at thesoonerswire.usatoday.com. And until tomorrow, where we're going to break down the defensive backs in our 2021 college football season preview for the Oklahoma Sooners, I'm John Williams, Boomer Sooner. <laughs>